can we mention that you're uh, part of the uh, Mikhail and Raisa duo? Yes. Please. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, in fact, we got to have like both of you on at some point. You can like. Raisa you know, is historically always like um, a kind of great cardinal. I forgot to ask. You, you, I mean, you should be dressing up at Halloween as, as them. <laughs> You gotta like wear like a bald hat, oh, you man, know, the with a head splotch. Yeah, well, yeah, you, know, you can put a, he can put like a cap on, you know, right, like a cap, like, like a bald, bald kind of thing with a paint painted. <laughs> spot. I'm sure you could buy one of those things at a store. All right, let's 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 do it. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Russians. Uh, hello. Hey, uh, we're gonna today we're gonna uh, you know go local. Uh, we're gonna because since we you know since we've been living in San Francisco for the past year now. It's actually kind of hard to believe. Exactly uh, a year, right? Yeah, it's been almost exactly a year that it, that we that since we've since we've had to relocate here. Um, you know, we want to talk a little bit more about like local politics and what, what's going on on the local scene here. We don't really, we, I mean, we talk about it sometimes. You know, tangentially, we kind of uh, address it, but we never really um, talk about it directly or spend any any like you know a, a big amount of time. Uh, Addressing local politics, and they're pretty interesting in San Francisco because they bring in a bunch of different forces. Um, you know, usually pretty reactionary forces that uh, that join hands uh, here. But there's like there's some there's some there's some good people. Yeah, there's some good people. And there's some interesting actually. Like you know, there's sort of the on the other side things uh, things the good things are happening, and there are a lot of good people. Um, doing left-wing politics here and, and trying to push for interesting things with some success, you know, measured and, success. Yeah, and we have one of those people on today. Yeah, we have a guest on. He's a, he's a friend. And I'll actually, we'll, I'll, I'll talk about how, how we kind of came into contact. It's a, it's a funny story in and of itself. But uh, yeah, give a, give, a, give a round of applause uh, to Misha Steyer. Hey, folks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, Misha Steyer. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm a DSA... Uh, yeah. DSA radical? Yeah, yeah. I'm a DSA electoral type. You know, I worked for, um, we got a couple open DSA types we run here. So uh, Dean Preston and Jackie Fielder. Um, you know, I, 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 I pick brains. I, I gossip. I'm kind of plugged into the political scene. I'm not, uh, you know, currently pushing anything specific. I'm uh, just happy to kind of share my perspective because I think there's a lot of, you know, like you were saying, San Francisco, it's kind of like R&D, right, for for everyone when it comes to politics. Uh, we're like an experimental situation. So <laughs> That's pretty uh, interesting. To, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So and you were, so you you did work to tr- to elect Dean Preston, right, to the to the city uh, as city supervisor, um, you know, as the city council. But yeah, here they call him the, the board of supervisors, which is pretty weird, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our many little local quirks. But yeah, that's what got me hooked. I mean, Dean ended up winning by like fifty-two votes the first time he got elected. Wow. So, no shit. You know, for a cynic like mm-hmm. me, that was very uh, empowering, right? Like. <laughs> to learn that one person could actually make a difference in an election. Like, I got 52 votes for sure. I was working all year for that guy, so. No, that's pretty impressive because because we just, we live in a, in, a, in a neighborhood, you know, in his district, in Dean Preston district, and I've actually seen him around. Um, Yasha was too shy to approach him. <laughs> I know, I didn't know what, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't think of a good uh, opener, you know. Didn't uh, have a good pickup line. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't was have like a good a... pickup line for him, you know. <laughs> Because um, remember there was a fair uh, right on Stanion and Hate. Yeah. 
uh, in the place where, where used the, to be McDonald's. Old McDonald's used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, yeah exactly. There. I didn't know what to say to him, but no. But he's like the pretty much. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm leaving someone out here, but he's pretty much the only great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, undeniably great uh, person, you know, in who elected to local office here, you know, as a sort of city council member. But again, in San Francisco, they're called supervisors. Yeah, uh, so he's our su- supervisor, which is like a very has a very like, has a very like workplace kind of ring to it, doesn't it? As if it's um, San Francisco's a warehouse or something. Yeah, like he's like our, he's our shift supervisor here in our in our neighborhood. But yeah, but he's but he's uh, he's a member of the DSA, and he's you know he's moderately left wing you know i'd say i mean just like in, in most of in most of the good things that i think come you know a lot, he he's just a great guy and he's you know he's i don't know he's like i don't know the only i'd say uh local politician that i can really um uh kind of yeah uh, I'd say, I don't know, decent get, which get is rare and, yeah and he's and he just happens I was to impressed yeah. because when we were voting um we were filling out ballots and like mailing them. It seemed like he he was the guy who pushed basically three great kind of what do you call it, propositions on the ballot. Yeah, which is kind of impressive. It's like single handedly kind of. Yeah, in the local uh, these just past elections. Yeah, yeah, because he did, he put the one that tried to tried to move the. Um, vote for the mayor right to a kind of the 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 presidential elections to the even elections or to like the main elections every four years yep yep yeah and he and he he then did the then he also did the taxing the vacant apartments um proposition that would tax rich people are kind of angry about that yeah that landlords opposed and because it would force them to to open up more housing you know even in a down market yeah and look we're able to do that with just like one measly supervisor right? like teen for sure is the real deal um like he's visionary you know he's as left wing as you could get in america but like yeah just him on the board means that he can put these things in front of voters who like you know for for all san francisco's faults i feel like our voters like if you can actually get a good uh law in front of them like the language um yeah you know they go for it like they get it they can read you know they uh they're very susceptible yeah, to like all kinds of uh, you know paranoia and stuff to the other side, but yeah, you can really like these voters. Um, you get progressive stuff in front of them, left wing stuff, and that's what they want. Yeah, this is this is interesting that you're saying that because like again, I'm not from here and <laughs> not just from San Francisco, not even from this country, but it did kind of seem that San Francisco turned from its sort of left-wing radical maybe 60 years slowly to fully kind of neoliberal and you saying you'd, it's not really that way it just no i mean I, I don't know if, if san francisco was ever really radical no i'm um, how, like ever for even, america yeah, yeah. like i don't know how how I you mean, describe it just a small it. pocket of it maybe yeah uh, i feel like our radical cred comes from like you know some of those successes of the past like we've been doing this this tactics for a while so you know something like harvey milk or like uh we were like the first city, major city to pass rent control back in the 70s like it's pretty impressive yeah, yeah. come on yeah we're out here it's grinding true. but i mean i get i get a little like w- frustrated with our rep as progressive because like we have not had like a mayor from that faction since the 80s like art agnos was the last one and san francisco is like the strongest mayor system you can have in a municipality in america it's like we have been run by mods. Like Gavin Newsom was the mayor, the guy who runs the state. Yeah. You know? It's like so. It's like a very. Mach- it's almost like a. It's not a machine, like the old school machine politics, but it's. 
but but it's pretty close to it, right? The there there are like these cliques that run the city. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, there's like and the mayor and the mayor here does have a lot of actual executive power. Yeah, no, the mayor is like has complete control of the budget, agencies, appointments. I mean, I think you know we get uh, a lot of people are new to San Francisco are voters, you know, and I think in other places in America, the city council has a lot more authority, you know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to like, I think to to have people thinking that the you know our legislature is really powerful, but they're they they just kind of serve like an oversight role like really the mayor calls all the shots so like whatever outcomes you want to you know say san francisco policies those have been set by people like london breed and gavin newsom (laughs) yeah it's pretty it's good that you put but you know it's good that you actually mentioned that because it's like no one really you know it's i I feel i mean even i guess i'm you know i'm kind of part of that this trend is that there's i mean and just generally speaking you know when there's like the left ecosystem or any kind of actually news ecosystem but the left news ecosystem or you know uh, media ecosystem kind of I say parallels sort of the trends of the corporate uh, mm-hmm. corporate media in the sense that there's so much focus on like national level you know political issues and national level and federal level fights right and almost none dedicated to local issues or how you know the structure of local government and and like the 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 you know the, how that actually affects policy and how that affects the how the government functions and and the kinds of things that happen in a city and of course you know like i don't know local media has been totally decimated in, you know in the last couple of decades uh, local newspapers and so there's always like no there's very little information about how this stuff works you know on a on a, on a very unlike uh, so i you know like yeah that that and the site this the sense of okay well how much power does the mayor have you know what kind of actually how does how is power distributed in the in the local government and it do, it is it is kind of surprising, you know. You never really get like, I mean, you just read, being back here for a year, you know, because I because you 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 were born and raised in San Francisco, you know. I came here when I was uh, what nine, nine, yeah, nine, and you know, like, I, and I you know I kind of went to college in Berkeley, but I never really paid attention, you know, like just to local politics and. And then I went away right after college, and I you know, have, coming back now, I'm just you know for the past year I've been kind of paying attention a lot more to uh, how the city's run and how the media here functions and and it's just like the way that the way that the the mayor is covered the way that the city council is covered you know it's like they, there's there's never really any talk about the actual um you know how power functions in the city and who has the power in the government yeah you know, in terms of the, over the budget and things like that yeah yeah i mean i feel like something i always want to say is like with especially when you're trying to like look at elections and be like this means something about other things it's like like campaigns matter you know i mean it's it's hard to report on i get it no one's gonna go out and say like oh this campaign did a shitty job this campaign has great talent but like like yeah there's a lot of material factors that determine these outcomes that don't have like as much to do with like where voters heads are at and have more to do with like who had a better ground game or like you know what yeah. factions were behind this like one way or the other yeah yeah and i, I remember i talking to so you remember there was a sort of there's there's been like a crazy number of elections in the past year in, in, in san francisco i don't know how many like what is it like the so this, this is like the this is like the fourth the one second, this year i mean the fourth one the fourth one yeah <laughs> the fourth election that's right yeah the fourth election this year which is pretty insane and then one of the elections was a special recall election that got rid of uh chesa chesa budin which is who was like a you know again like a 
a very good uh, progressive, uh, pretty pretty level headed uh, prosecutor. You know, um, yeah. uh, city city uh, uh, district attorney of San Francisco. But then there was a whole like. Uh, effort to recall a bunch of um, people on the board of super uh, on the board on the board of education no on the school board right yeah. uh, pe- people on the school board because of like they were too woke you know or whatever um, and and remember and my I remember, and like and there was just this frenzy whipped up in the media here about how horrible they are and how useless they are and how they're like wow you know kids are failing school they're focused on like removing murals from from schools you know and like renaming schools and all these things which is there's you know there's a lot of truth to that criticism you know there's some validity to it maybe i kind of actually you know shared some of those criticisms but like but then and then so and so i remember i was having drinks with my brother and like you know and he was sort of into uh he was like yeah yeah i voted to yeah to recall those those you know those those people from the school board for these reasons and i'm like okay yeah but like why why did you do that because you know what what you're doing with that uh, by voting yes on the recall you like yes you can disagree with them but you can vote them out like in the next election but if you're recalling them now right in the special election what you're doing is you're just handing the 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 mayor even more power because she gets to name the you know the people who replaced the the um the people who would be recalled right um and there's just like and my brother was like uh, you know he kind of didn't understand didn't realize that was happening and i think a lot of people didn't realize that was happening that they weren't just like voting in a, in a democratic election to remove these to remove these candidates they're voting to give even more like dictatorial power to the mayor, you know, a mayor who already has, you know, a huge amount of power and is basically kind of like almost like a, like a presidential republic or something, you know, like it's right. Like the, like, um, mm-hmm. so like just there is, uh, I mean, and so, and these elections are constantly pushed on San Francisco, essentially like, you know, preying on people's uh, dissatisfaction, you know, rightly or, or wrongly with, with, with what's happening in government to basically push, push these, very undem like to consolidate power within the hands of a of a, of, of a certain clique that's in, that's that already has the power in San Francisco, uh, and to concentrate power in the hands of the mayor. I was so, sort of surprised by that. It was basically a power grab by by her, you know. But you know what I'm yeah. cu- curious about? Sorry, because you're kind of talking shop, and I'm like yeah. completely <laughs> out of the loop. To some, I mean, to, to some degree, I'm in, but like not that much. Uh, what I don't understand, because Yash and I talk about it a lot, how people. Uh, in San Francisco, maybe everywhere in America, but in San Francisco, we do notice like a very, like on average, um, like they're not definitely not really citizens, even if they like to think of themselves that way, because they, again, they don't know anything like your brother didn't know about it. Like yeah, they don't most, really know he, what's he going on. It's a reflection on. of just, yeah, just yes, a general kind of ignorance. They, they don't, don't know about stuff. Maybe they would be interested or they're interested in the whole tax thing, yeah. in the economic element of uh, just some sort of proposition, or I don't know, if, if basically if something affects them directly or their property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. It, it just feels that way. Like that's literally the only thing that like they're immediately like listening and they really care about what's gonna pass or not. But uh, Misha, why do you think like uh, do you know how like is San Francisco like t- turned that way because of the certain tech element? I don't know. Like the whole you know like polit- complete political ignorance and um, yeah. But it's like definitely a big factor here too. Extra much with you know the gentrification, the displacement. And like San Francisco used to have a very like it's still part of it, but it used to be so like coalition based, you know, and you're like uh, like the Chinese community in Chinatown is like very politically like sophisticated and has agency and like whatever you're trying to do back in the day required like putting together these little coalitions. But yeah, I Mm -hmm. saw there was like a poll recently that was like a like a 
third of the people don't know who their district supervisor is or even what district they're in. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, what actually well, that's district crazy. is. That's a lot. It's 30% of the people. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I easily believe it. For sure. They're... I mean, you know, it's funny because I'm like, in a way, because as an immigrant, right, like, I mean, we're in this wave, okay, because there's like, I guess back in the back in the day when they're, you know, like again, Chinatown actually has, a, it was, I don't know, you know, how it is politically now, but I mean, Chinatown is in the Chinese community in San Francisco has a very long history, you know, in San Francisco politics and being kind of basically fucked by, you know, the local power elites, you know, from the very, the very beginning. And probably that led to, you know, them having to organize themselves and be very, very savvy about what, you know, politically very savvy uh, to protect themselves and to protect their interests and get kind of things that they want. But like when I came in, you know, there was a big wave of immigrants when I came to here in, in the early 90s, right? And I mean, we were just completely, even though there was a big, even though there was a big community of Russian speakers, right? Uh, like I, there was no organization at all from I remember, you know, my, my parents were, you know, and, and, and the parents of everyone that I know at the time, you know, were completely politically inactive, you know, there was no... I don't remember anyone trying to organize people, you know, the Russian-speaking community here politically into some kind of block. Your wave of immigration of like people coming from Soviet Union, they didn't want to be politically active. That was yeah. like they were coming from like extremely politicized, but like as they saw, you know, it was true, like cynical kind of corrupt society, and uh, they didn't. They thought politics is. Or organization is just basically. But also my sense, yeah, I agree with you. But also my sense of it is that they're also coming to America in at the time when like sort of this neoliberal ideology was really beginning to take root, and then basically no one was. I mean, it's like in during a deep during a period of you know rapid depolitization generally of society. So I actually actually I'm, I'm curious, you know, like when did when do you think that started happening in San Francisco in particular? This sort of depolitization of. Well, did, did it was it did it come before the tech boom did it and and kind of the, the the you know the big kind of the churn that that's been happening here in terms of the population transfers and things like that and gentrification or, or is that is that like did that happen you know or is it what is it part of the tech boom that, that it started happening yeah i mean i think i feel like the big transition was like from the brown to the newsom administration so like newsom yeah. is like you know, a transitory figure, but I think he represents, you know, folks like Willie Brown, John Burton were like, obviously like, you know, the pro-business establishment side, but like they worked for San Francisco, you know, they'd go up to Sacramento and get things and it was still had that kind of provincial politics was an important part of it. And mm -hmm. I think when Gavin showed up on the scene, they like kind of invented this weird new tactic where they started being like, oh, we're the worst city in America. We suck. <laughs> like... Like playing to the national press more, you know, getting more sophisticated about like pretending to be progressive, but then each time a vote comes up, it doesn't matter. And I feel like, like, yeah, that was kind of the Gavin facilitated a lot of that, you know, Obama era tech boom deregulation. We had uh, the famous fight over the Twitter tax break, right? Like, yes, yeah. that, uh, you know, all that was facilitated by the governance, but I feel like there was a real kind of, you know, we used to have this thing where it's like, there's, you know, the San Francisco family or whatever. And it's like, people like Willie can meet with people from the left and work something out that like actually is enough to, you know, get some money to San Francisco. And I think, uh, for whatever reason that changed, like, I think really just, like I said, with this R and D thing, like, I think the politicians found some tactics that worked for their personal interests and it just kept going that way. 
Yeah, I mean, Willie Brown is, is, is the mayor that I last remember. He was the mayor that, you know, right before I left, he was the mayor. So he was the mayor for quite a Kamala while. Kamala Harris. Yeah, and of course, there's a there's a chain, there's a chain, a clear chain of. <laughs> there's a connection. I mean, it's it's actually important to remember, you know, yeah, important to think about San Francisco because there's it does play. It's a small place, you know, but it does play. It does send people up to Washington D.C. Ridiculous! Yeah, we got the vice president, the speaker of the house, and the governor of California. But but uh, but as a former um, as a former um, president once said, you know, they're not sending us their best people. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> but honest. But honest, yeah. I mean, we're, so San Francisco is sending its people, you know, but it's not sending the the best people. In fact, maybe it's sending the best. Maybe they maybe have. it's 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 a, it's a specific tactic, you know, to undermine the federal government. And, just because you know is <laughs> oh it's inside job it's, actually, yeah it's, okay. it's like the san francisco is craftier than you than, than people think you know i think um, it's the same as they now there's a conspiracy about matt mask as if what he's doing is actually secretly trying to destroy twitter i don't think so it's the same Francisco's way trying it's, to undermine the, the federal government yeah yeah i don't think it's a by sending purpose. sending kamala harris you know I mean, yeah, no, it's 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 funny, and you know, of course, Gavin Newsom is probably going to make a play for the presidency at some oh point. I mean, God, that's pretty clear. Is, yeah, <laughs> um, and because and you know, and it's like the California governor, you know, is a big play, right? I mean, you have Reagan, obviously, and then you had you know Governor Brown, you know, uh, uh, run several you know failed presidential campaigns. Um, so it's not like, but you know, getting fairly close to 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 getting to getting the nomination, you know, to some degree, you know, is. And so I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if Gavin Newsom is, um, if a former mayor, will, you know, could, you know, and, and given like the, the the real lack of talent in Washington, you know, in terms of, you know, Democratic politicians who have some kind of national, um, you know, I don't know, like who have some kind of national currency. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Gavin Newsom is seen as some kind of. Can he be a president? Yeah, I mean, he might. Oh you know. my god, I cannot totally, escape right? this can. guy. Like my whole life, I've, I remember, like as a teenager, you know, you see him on the street at the parade. You're like, I know from my elders, I hate this guy. <laughs> like going <laughs> on three decades, I'm stuck with him. Let me ask you this, because actually, it's kind of. I think it's relevant to. Um, I don't know, relevant to our conversation here. And, you know, you don't really get a lot of uh, native San Franciscans in San Francisco anymore. <laughs> I guess fewer and fewer. Um, but, I mean, so you were born. So when did your family come to San Francisco? Yeah, like, uh, my dad was a professor at SF State forever. So i um, been here since the 90s. And, uh, you know, growing up, like, that I'm very much like from this culture, you know, this SF left radical culture, whatever. So that was like, you know, the uh, authority I was rebelling against or whatever, not like Reagan stuff, but you know what I mean? Like when yeah. things like Occupy or like the Iraq war protests are happening, you know, I show up cause that's my duty as like, you know, a member of my community culture or whatever, but like very dissatisfied with how, you know, kind of disorganized or, you know, everything seems to be like pure idealism right and yeah like so i was always aware of san francisco politics like as a teenager you know as these like culture wars around tech are bubbling up as like you know they propose some new like brutal anti-homeless measure that we argue over like i'm tracking it but like you know it wasn't until like dean preston and, and the dsa kind of rose that really like married uh you know that radicalism with like actually trying to get something done that like I got sucked mm -hmm. into thinking about this stuff as like you know someone more than just like a citizen you know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because there's but it really is the first time that there was any kind of organized, uh, you know, any kind of actually specific organization, you know, around left-wing ideas. It seems like um, that wasn't just, you know, I mean, part part of it was sort of national, I guess. Is so it was, it was I guess. So this was like the first in the, in the Bernie Sanders' first um, campaign, was it? When yeah, you, yeah. Like got into the DSA. Twenty seventeen. I uh, was like, okay, I need to do something. Uh, yeah and yeah i got sucked in um you know beware like electoral politics is addictive i know that like uh you know i i'm not like a pure electorist i got comrades with critiques of it i get it you know it's for me it's like you know something in the toolkit but but yeah but you know i you know i mean just to uh, interrupt you i think there's a lot of this critique of electoralism and whatever you know it's like but it's okay and i can understand it i actually i actually much more um open to a critique of that like on when you're talking about the federal oh, level absolutely. in particular like and maybe even you know again it's like but but you know uh, so a friend of ours and you know we with uh, Joe Costello you know he's always mm-hmm. talking about how you know, as shitty as, you know, the history of America is, you know, as horrible as it is, you know, the one thing that it does have, right, that, that actually a lot of other countries lack is a structurally, it has a democrat, is structured as a democracy, like from a very, on a very local level, forget like the, forget like the, the federal level and, and sort of the, 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 the strength of the federal government, which is, you know, sort of grown over time, but like on a local level, like on a county level, on a city level, right, you actually have like all these structure, democratic structures, right? Uh, that are just open. They're yeah, just but there. that people don't really use. They don't. Yeah, That's they're completely says, unused, yeah. and it's like you, people get these. You know, there's like it's controlled by. Yeah, people are completely unaware of them, and so, so like if if you're gonna do any kind of electoralism, you know, and you're gonna try to get something, and you, and you, it it makes sense to do that on a local level, you know, first and foremost, and it's not really done. I mean, I, I guess the one thing that I, you know, you can critique sort of Bernie Sanders, you know, whatever his the way that he ducked out of in the last campaign and sort of disappeared, but you know, the there was the, his his candidacy or the his um and his and his sort of you know his the, the movement and like you know the dsa that sort of sprung up around it did uh ignite like a more of a, a local you know political uh, um involvement by younger people you know with sort of who are you know like i don't know by by this younger left right and and in an attempt to, to also just sort of i don't know participate on a local level in elections and get shit done right yeah i mean there yeah they're, like i said earlier there's just power that like it's not like me i'm one you know atomized isolated individual i like got involved in this campaign that would ended up you know my involvement made the difference in the socialist getting elected and then he goes That's up pretty there awesome. and like institutes uh he doubles the tax on selling buildings <laughs> like yeah he just does that and that's crazy know, ryan, just one person yeah ryan my spouse you know, we know uh ran that campaign they got outspent 20 to 1 by the realtors <laughs> and it doesn't matter wow. it's just like you can just power through because i don't know where yeah it's it's because because yeah because there's like yeah it's interesting yeah i have a lot of power actually on a local level because it's such a vague there's just it's a vacuum right in a way totally it's wide open people are making moves and i will say like you know like for whatever like the moderates recent success in san francisco like you know i'd say our current left machine or whatever we're trying to build it's really young compared to theirs and at the end of the day it's like it's decentralized right maybe by nature i don't know what the alternative would look like but the mods are so good at like uh you know lawfare and like electoral jujitsu and like if i 
like we had a guy who we elected as a progressive supervisor, Matt Haney, um, and the moderates mm-hmm. like kind of successfully convinced him or, you know, he was going to run whatever, whatever he, the, he switched, you know, to that faction, which opened up his seat on the board and the mayor was able to appoint, you know, a very right wing candidate, Matt Dorsey to that seat. And yeah, looks because he went to the state legislature. Yeah, right? and uh, that guy got a promotion. Yeah. You know, Gavin style, whatever. Next one up. Um, yep. You know, and, and they just they make these moves that we I don't know if we don't plan for them or if we can't. But we mm-hmm. so you lost you lost a guy basically. Yeah, they just flipped to, one of our guys, and it was that you know we went and did an election to get that done, and they figured out another way. Wait, when you say like they flipped, do you mean like if you talk in a more like layperson language, it means that. In a way, they seduced him they with some him like out. power. Yeah. <laughs> they, like he sold out, basically. Yeah, yeah, he sold out. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they were like, if you, uh, you know, start praising these pro-business people uh-huh. and start attacking these people, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the left. I don't know. We always have this problem. We run people as progressives. I I don't really know what our without the machine or whatever. We don't really have an incentive structure to keep them progressive. Yes, <laughs> because yeah, because once you put them in office, it's like yeah, it's like they it's like are out. they good people? You know, are they gonna just stick to what they promised? Basically, is what you have, right? It's hard for me to be like idealistic like that because that's my my exact yeah. thought goes like, how do I know that the person who is espousing certain like slogans actually <laughs> means them? And the only way to tell after you elect them whether like you you see okay he 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 or she whatever whether they sell out or not right that's there's no way of telling actually well, beforehand well, you're not supposed to tell i mean if in like in like if you had a properly pro, you know powerful like political movement you know and and you and you had some and you you could you vote them out the next time basically so right that's the idea is that like so you could right now what you're saying right Misha if i'm saying correctly like you have the, you have the power to potentially you know get people elected here in San Francisco you know to get like left candidates elected or more progressive candidates but you don't really have the power because there's no machine in place that's you know big enough and strong enough to sort of keep them in line. Exactly. Yeah, labor yeah. can kind of do yeah. it. Labor can still do that with people, but yeah, we don't we don't have like, you know, support we can withdraw that's like core to these like yeah. once they're in if they you know just like especially if they have that cred as progressive, you know, cuz voters yeah. do want someone progressive, but uh, we have really not figured out how to like nail someone on like running uh i support you know universal health care i mean it just it just seems that like you know my sense is that just you just it's just the organization is still young maybe and like doesn't have enough yeah i don't know like yeah what would it require really to 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 have that that kind of power i mean yeah it feels like a cop-up but just organize i don't know all this stuff it's a grind but it pays off and it (laughs) it's like i want there to be a quicker answer so many times but it's like uh, yeah, if we could just keep building those lists of ind- of people, keep building that power, keep doing messaging. Yeah, maybe at some point we could have a like a DSA that politicians really need to stay in power. Yeah. Um, but it's just not strong enough now, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know, we have it, being America, you always have the problem of like you know, individuals' careers, you know, can can lead into different incentives from like what's best for the movement, you know, time and time again, it's just like someone can get a promotion or a different gig. Just this whole thing is just so it's just a couple of years old, you know, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, cause I, I haven't been, I haven't lived in San Francisco until, you know, a year ago. And, but I've just, you know, been sort of watching obviously the, you know, the 
the political developments in America in different cities that, that sort of I've lived in and that we've lived in. And, you know, young people were never really involved in organized politics in the way that they are now. But, but even so, it's like a, it's a tiny number of people still really involved in and caring about it, even though it just seems like there's a lot more now. But I think probably, I don't know what you'd even compare it to, but just generally the number of people who are active and you know politically minded you know or paying attention even and then you know and then there's people who are actively engaged in politics in, in in the politics on a local level i mean it's just it's like a it's such a it's such a small small group of people yeah right and it feels like i mean if we study our enemies like they took decades to build this kind of stuff up right like yeah it's a slog but yeah, I mean, hey, it started. It's something. It's nice. Yeah. No, no, and I and I and I like that's the one thing that I got to say. You know, the one thing I, I don't know how much credit to give to, to Bernie Sanders in particular. You know, it, but like the, his candidacy really did seem to ignite something. Um, oh, totally. And I mean, and like yeah. this local politics, I feel like extra much in SF. Maybe it's because like people are, you know, we're like the most college educated slash you know college opt. Uh, like city <laughs> college up, yeah. yeah. But uh, national politics, you know, that messaging really like feed it sets the conditions for what we're able to do. So yeah, without yeah. that movement, I don't think anyone would have gotten engaged funny, yeah. for sure. And like you know, one thing I th- I, th- I think it'd be good to throw out there that's like a big factor. Like the last time the left, I'd say was like strong or had a shot in San Francisco was like under Bush. Like uh, if you remember. Um, when Gavin got elected, he was running against uh, that Green Party guy, Matt Gonzalez. Mm. It's like a super That's close right. race. It was like, you know, fifty-one forty-nine, and you know, like there, like we almost got a Green Party guy elected on like a you know full-blown anti-Iraq war thing. Um, but yeah, that was like you know that was still running on kind of like the older model with like these you know like constituencies and stuff that wasn't like as movement or youth driven as whatever we're working with now so yeah was it more of a boomer kind of um yeah yeah that was like our boomer elders were still super strong (laughs) and like you know all the good 60s radicals like still you know in charge of shit and yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) uh but no i make that's funny i wonder what would happen if he was he was elected mayor you know um um yeah, probably. I don't know. Probably have less homeless. Waterboarded, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a weird truism in like I don't know in these like blue city and blue state politics where like the left does worse under a Democrat president. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, yeah, it makes sense because it's 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 like put to sleep essentially. Yeah, and the and I think the other big factor is like AOC was talking about this like. Uh, the the Democrats in charge of the mods, you know, they really focus on like defeating the left. So yeah. they'll push this like messaging that's like actually really bad for like, you know, this crime narrative is a good example, right? Like, yeah, they're really, uh, you know, they took a great advantage of it to like take out Chase Boudin, you know, but then you're seeing mm-hmm. like in California and New York, these like blue states, they're like maybe going to lose enough Congress seats to like lose the whole house because you know, they set this narrative like you're seeing uh you know like i think people gotta see that the democratic party in these cities you know their first and foremost concern is like maintaining you know their position and oftentimes that means punching left when there's not like trump in office 
you know that makes sense yeah and 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 then even when there is like a I wonder, yeah, like, I mean, if when there was a Trump in office, they still, would you think they wouldn't be, like, doing a recall against some kind of, you know, progressive or left-wing candidate, you know? They, I mean, prob- I'm sure they'd love Maybe to there wouldn't be enough energy, you, you, there might not be enough energy, essentially, for that, right? Or, like, a, an appetite for that. Yeah, and the voters are be just, focused like, on, like, more yeah. anxious about, like, doing anything that helps the Republicans, you know? So, like, the left progressives, whatever, we tend to have a lot That's more, interesting like, point. You know, moral, credibility, values, those, like, get important to voters, you know, and the fact that we're like more authentic on that stuff helps us. But like, yeah, voters seem to give less of a stuff about less of a shit about like diversity and equity when <laughs> there's a Democratic charge. I don't know why. No, that makes that's actually kind of an interesting point. Yeah, Cause like no one. Yeah. It's like, so on a local level, it's actually good to have a Republican in office. <laughs> I didn't uh, say because... that, but yeah, I mean, it's a factor. <laughs> Trump was good. Yeah. Trump good. It was Trump was good for San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not surprising, and like, and I, I, I got to be honest, like, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, ba- I'm just so over. Uh, you know, I've kind of written a little bit about this, and you know, kind of complain about this a lot on, I guess, on Twitter, you know, because I don't want to just uh, uh, annoy, uh, you know, people who subscribe to my newsletter to, with the same, same kind of messages. That like, I'm just so annoyed and uh, with just this never-ending focus, you know, on like just bullshit federal level, you know, f- like fights because it's like it's so it's just all virtual you know and so there's no so there and there's and there's like left media almost does no coverage right of like local political fights oh you know only when it like plays into some kind of bigger only when they reach like national level importance you know then it's sort of like covered because uh, because you know like it just because the the economic incentives of a lot of sort of left media is the same um, is the say are the same as the economic incentives of corporate media is that you want to get as many people reading you so when you're engaged in lo- local issues and local political local politics it's like a very small subset right That's and so yeah. few people care about it and so you don't cover it and so it just it's well, like it's kind of like us who <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this well, I think people, a lot of people are going to listen to it but I'm, no I'm but joking, just, just look who, yeah who cares uh, but the point is <laughs> the point is is just like. So yeah, so I don't know, like so it's, so so like I, but I never really thought about how you know again I don't know it's the the the, the uh, having a basically a Republican in power in D.C. You know how it, it affects rates, how it affects right. local politics and yeah it makes sense it makes sense that it's good it's good for local politics yeah um, and maybe this is cope but like I, I I you're so right and like I'm always like in my position i'm always like we can just power through this national stuff if we knock more doors guys or like whatever if our <laughs> mailer messaging is on point you know mm-hmm. it's like yeah voters like yeah they look at that stuff a lot the public looks at that stuff a lot but like it's you know it, it doesn't like the electoral outcomes in america are not conditions of like comms you know <laughs> i feel like a lot of people yeah. like really it's not, yeah, think just, it's yeah, all just like knock on doors more yeah, yeah. is best yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who <got the> best <laughs> articles and it's like well there's more guys no and look and just it's like if you're if you're really uh i still stick to it if you really you know care about like national level politics and you're really passionate about it it's like the i think probably the best thing you can do is get involved in local mm-hmm. politics because without like because it's a pyramid right it's like a like pyramid of power you know like without the base and without like a strong movement if you can't if you can't like if you can't discipline your own like po- local politicians, right? Right. 
like how the hell are you going to discipline anything up top, you know, above them, right? Like, you know, forget like the federal level. If you can't do the county level, you know, or not, not county level, but like the state level or what? But that different things motivate them, not what you say. This is no, kind of exactly, like but I'm just, but dirty work. You have to no, it's, raise yeah, a to, And they yeah. want like fame. They want fame. Of, they want money. They want like attention. No, exactly. And so, the I mean, Trump's yeah. synagogue was like, okay, people the media, who like want to be seen like that. Like, I don't believe in their good intentions. Very rarely they have something. Are you talking about like the media or, or just the politicians? No, politicians who are going from like, let's say almost zero to the national, federal, whatever, Congress yeah. level, those who do those big campaigns. I don't really, tr well, maybe AOC was good or is good. I don't know. But I don't really care. I don't know. There's something very gimmicky and vain about them. But I mean, look, if AOC like, you know, flips and becomes like a Nancy Pelosi... <laughs> you know, uh, supporter or whatever, like total, you know, like just, she's like suddenly <laughs> Nancy, she's Nancy Pelosi is like the sun and the moon to her, you know, and like everything. Like, uh, I, I don't think like voters in her, I don't know if voters in her congressional district are going to be able to do anything about it, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I wonder actually, like probably not no, because it's like, no, she could totally do that. Yeah. She could do it. It's just, it's she a matter can, right? of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the whole, yeah. I mean, it, and who knows it might happen. Like, you know, if she stays in there for longer, like, the, the like, you know, it's not like, it's not, a, the point is it's not about like, the point about, I guess what probably what Misha was saying is that it's not about what like, what the, the people, you know, how good it's they are. It's, it's about, about the system. system. And like, if they want to have a continued, like, you know, career, you know if they want to stay in Congress and be there, they got to like, you know, they got to stay with the line basically. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you're going to get like some other person in there because you control that the would be votes, good if you know, because yeah. you control the votes that they depend on in the, in their district. And so if you can't control the votes, we're not controlled, but if like the people you can't like, you know, the people who live in their district aren't like actively involved. I mean, I, I'm talking about it now as if it's like some kind of machine that controls it down, but mm -hmm. it's probably not the best way to talk about it. It probably is like just if the people are not involved and, you know, and aren't, don't really, aren't paying attention and don't care. And, you know, and there's no, and there's no other kind of, you know, uh, there isn't like some kind of political structure or political movement that can you know, convince them to care and get them involved, then like they'll just, you'll, they'll, you'll just, just continue staying in office, you know, by inertia, basically. Mm -hmm. and which so, yeah. often happens. Which is, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not surprised. I mean, I don't know, this kind of, this, you know, the longer you stay in place, in place, you know, the more it's like you get kind of sucked into that world and that culture. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, AOC, you know, you know, it's just, it's whatever happens to her. But anyway, can there. I roll back for a second? Cause I'm actually interested in like Misha's personal story. Um, do, uh, do you mind sharing like how, cause you were kind of young getting into this electoral stuff, but were you very young when you got like the kind of political consciousness, how you, how you even interested basically yeah. how you turned away the way yeah, I gotta get uh, you did because like I feel like I, there's this funny moment like whenever I go to a DSA like intro thing or whatever they're like what what was your road to Damascus for socialism like when did you Aww. learn you were a social and like it's tough for me because like my dad was just a communist like I, I don't, it's just like from inception i don't know <laughs> your dad thinks okay. you're like a sellout basically because you're not a communist yeah yeah he would have yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, he, he was a he was a pure intellectual so it's not like he was like you know yeah. in the streets or organizing either he, he had a good life <laughs> he could just teach and point out everyone's bullshit but like yeah i i uh you know i inherited these ideas so it's not like um you know like it, it, it yeah. felt like there was an like a duty and expectation to be involved that you know I was like as a 
rebellious American teen or whatever, I was like, I can do better if I think more about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, but you know what I'm curious? Not that it's often that way, but the fact that your dad was like this intellectual kind of Marxist, whatever, communist. Didn't you want to rebel against that? No. Do you know what I mean? I, I totally see what you, because like this, I, I always trip about this, how like uh, Obama's uh, dad was a Marxist or, prof- or socialist, like <laughs> yeah, economics look at minister, and like Kamala's dad's a Marxist professor, and Pete's dad is a Gramsci yeah. scholar. Like I know, it's pretty funny. So, yeah. uh, and, you know, I don't know these. Uh, these. Wait, whose dad is Gramsci scholar? Buttigieg. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, but Kamala's dad, I think, even doesn't talk to her. Yeah. Dad. Uh, yeah. Kamala's dad doesn't, doesn't talk yeah. to her. I think he, like, disowned her or something, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah was, well, like, but there, that makes that sense to me on some level. So how come you... <laughs> is it because your dad was good to you? I like, you didn't so. have I to remember? That's all. <laughs> I just had a good relationship right, right. with my dad, so... Uh, the values uh, <laughs> that I learned, uh, I actually like instead of like being the best at right. figuring out how to undermine them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to go into Wall Street uh, <laughs> to show him. I mean, yeah, you must have respected your dad because mm-hmm. I think it is, there's like a level of that. Um, oh, big time! Yeah. If you don't, resp- you know, it's like if you if if you live grow up with some kind of you know whatever. Well, do you guys trip, when Ryan and I think about like having kids or something that comes up a lot is we're like how do we not have a buddy judge like what? <laughs> yeah, like, like how? how are, <laughs> What's your plan like to stop? You put in with a, little you, buddy you, 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 you you implant you implant a radio controlled bomb into their heads early on in their childhood. And you tell and then you them you can always press the button. No, no, you know? and you tell them about it. <laughs> exactly. Like the moment you're veering away, we're gonna press the button. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. Like the one, there was one hard line in my relationship with my dad where he's like, "Oh, Misha, if you join the army, I'll disown you." Like, just want to be clear. (laughs) That's pretty interesting. Wow. Like, you know, it wasn't like there was no, uh, you know. I didn't have the full wait that's actually a great line because veterans day just <laughs> just now where right everyone's yeah. like fl- flag waving and whatever talking about how army is great for some reason yeah yeah speaking of veterans day i thought like uh, i'm surprised people don't do like a class war veterans you know like um you know like <laughs> like just you know fly, you know walk with their flags and stuff you know you know i mean you could you, you're probably could you're not a veteran yet, you know. You're still active in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. I feel. But I guess when though, you retire, that's for yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So you can, you know, you can go in like in, in you know, in remembrance of your dad. It's a fight, you know. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, so I, I see you're like so you, you you grew up with it and 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 so it it came naturally to you. Which which actually sorry, was your mom a communist too? Was she like politically? Politically, she's online with that. I mean, now she's just kind of like a good progressive liberal. You know, but uh, okay. like her core ideas and values are that stuff, you know, so it's like uh, I'll have these funny moments where it's like if I don't call her for a couple of weeks, she'll kind of like drift back into like some very normie ideas and I'll be like, <laughs> you got to keep you got to keep her just, sharp. Like remind her like, hey, mom, what about like money and power? And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Money and power. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I, you know, it's funny. Speaking of like um, national, uh, <laughs> speaking of national, uh, whatever politicians or people who aspire to national power uh, and the personal stories. You know, it's funny how we met because um, we met over, you know, over over someone like that, basically, uh, and, and bonded over someone like that. So uh, back in a couple of years ago, there was this local character who um, ran for uh, Congress. Uh, his name was Shahid, is Shahid Buttar. 
And I remember writing this. I remember, I know we were, it was just like the pandemic in the, in the middle of the pandemic. And we were sitting in LA and, you know, Los, in Los, in Los Feliz and like just suddenly like paying attention. It's just, I just see all these like basically like these, you know, left wing podcasters, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of called left wing podcasters interviewing this one guy. You know, it's like, oh, look, this is this one guy challenging Pelosi from the left from San Francisco, challenging Nancy Pelosi from the left. And, and, you know, and I'm like, who that? And I just, and I, people kept asking me like, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? He's, he used to work at the EFF. He used to work at the EFF and I, and I kept ignoring it. And at one point I just couldn't ignore it anymore. And I looked into it and I'm like, and I just realized like, oh shit, like this guy who's trying to be like, you know, claim Bernie Sanders mantle for himself and like running, you know, as an extreme leftist from San Francisco against Nancy Pelosi is, was an attorney who was like basically an astroturf lob, an astroturf uh, guy for the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is like, you know, the lo- uh, basically a grassroots lobby shop for Silicon Valley. <laughs> and I wrote this piece, and that's when you got in touch with me, and he's saying like, wait, man, there's a lot more to this guy uh, than 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 uh, than you wrote about because uh, like you know you you basically knew some people who were. Uh, working for his campaign and they all hated him and thought he was just a total sleazeball and an asshole and like a misogynist and all this stuff and so yeah yeah we uh we do not have a good grifter check system <laughs> in the and he was like left media yeah n- no no and it was like to me it was and, and i think to you probably too like it was just a, such an obvious like what are you guys doing like you no, i i got swept up in it too initially like, yeah, I mean, it was exciting. Someone running against Pelosi from the like, no one had challenged her my whole lifetime. So like, it was, yeah. you know, it was, it was an easy sell. I think, you know, San Francisco. And it was like this wave of Ber- the, the Bernie wave was happening, you know, right? Yeah. Like, and so, and look, I it was also, easy to believe, you know, yeah. win or not. I, I think there's like tons of value in running those kinds of campaigns if they're authentic. Right. Like, yes. you know, like he got a lot of national attention. Like, like why was it why did people want him on just because he's running against pelosi like what was with well you mean like why did why was he such a hit with like sort of the on the left sort of the left podcast circuit well i mean it's it's actually kind of i mean i i can tell you because uh it's very simple it's just the economics of the business um because um the business you know like like i don't know it just it's it's I don't know. It's just it's it's a business, yeah. right? I mean, you need viewers, and you need and you need a constant narratives, you need, and you need like national narratives that and na- narratives that like can appeal to as wide an audience as possible to the sort of progressive left wing audience, right? And sort of hatred of Nancy Pelosi runs really deep, mm-hmm. and and is wide. You know, it sort of goes all across the country, right? Uh, and uh, in sort of left left and progressive circles, and so. And also not just left, but also like reactionary circles as well, right? Like, you know, right-wing circles. So it's like a broad appeal, right? Like across across America. And so having a guy like him, you know, you know, uh, as like, you know, a fairly, uh, you know, eloquent, you yeah. know, uh, well-spoken guy who can sort of, and, and who sort of t- t- talks about kind of issues, but in a pretty vague way, you know, and like, but speaks about issues, but it also is in a kind of, he's very kind of liberal and it's all about like the constitution all and all this stuff. Him, uh, yeah. And it's like, so like it appeals, and so, but, but he, it doesn't even matter what he says. He's like, he's, he is a, like, he's a, you know, um, like, uh, 
a protagonist in 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 who's trying to slay the dragon, right? Like like a hero who's trying to slay the dragon of Nancy Pelosi, and so he's he brings in the bucks, man. I, he brings in the viewers, right? And like and so and so you always need just a, a, a rolling cast of of people fighting the good fight, doing something positive, you know, against you know these other people who are like horrible and so you, you, you it's just it's the business so he was he was he's like ready made for the business and so he's you know when i was like looking at this guy and it was pretty clear that you know he was a candidate and even you you know you kind of alerted me to a lot of this stuff is that he was a candidate that like you know had very little local support really i mean he was basically a kind of a a, a, a um, in terms of the donations that he was getting you know a lot of us was out of state oh yeah right? it was like they were not- automated yeah like yeah he just had regular donations pouring in from regular like Pelosi haters all over the country basically yeah. yeah he was like he, he so you know he is elected you know he's you know he, he he's gonna require the votes that he's he's gonna he would need to beat her would be from you know the uh, would be local votes right from this exactly. from this congressional district here in San Francisco but all the support and all the attention all the money that he's getting is coming from outside of the district you know so he's like an astroturf candidate and like and you know, all the media attention that he gets is, you know, comes basically out of New York, right? Like, it's all just New York people who've never met him, you know, or maybe you've met him once, but like, you just like him because he's a compelling character with a, you know, who sells it, who's selling a compelling narrative that has, you know, basically, uh, that boosts re- view, uh, like viewership numbers. That's pretty much it, man. It's like really, it's like cable news shit. Got it. It's like, that's just, it's just straight up cable news. And so, and so, um, and so that's why he was like, he was propped up by left wing podcasts basically right uh and propped up by outside money and he you know and like so he's just this yeah like and so that that to me was just the most i was i was hoping to write more about him you know and just about this ecosystem but like i was too i was too uh i don't know like too disorganized i think but i guess to he almost this. doesn't deserve that more much of your attention he, had, oh, he got enough it. yeah yeah you know well yeah but you know i think because he's what's interesting about him is not him in particular but like what he shows about like the left you know, political ecosystem, right? Yeah. Uh, and in a particular, you know, the left media ecosystem, you know, such as it is, is such as it, as it is, like he just shows you how completely divorced from reality. How there's they don't really check, you know, who these this guy is. And in fact, I got like a bunch of these you know these people that interviewed him, uh, like then like kind of berated me in private saying like why are you writing this about him you know he's like a real deal i've like met him a couple of times he seems uh, you know genuine like Ooh. he's really he's really the, the like you know he's the genuine article he's like fighting against pelosi like you shouldn't be like smearing him like that we're all on the same team I'm like come on man this guy's a total fucking fraud all he wants is just that seat he just wants he wants like you know attention and power there's like nothing there and he's his politics are atrocious i mean he's a he's a, a corporate lobbyist you know like a, a corporate uh, that's that's his like, entire um professional uh, resume uh, basically running like AstroTurf campaigns for Apple and things like that it's fucking insane you know uh, and so but like but so there's like like you were saying there's like no checks there's no there's it's on the media side of the left wing ecosystem there's like no checks it's all about it's all about the business it's the media business so it's not really about the politics um, it's about fame it's about attention it's about money yeah I'll, and I'll, th- yeah. I'll throw this out there for you know people in the media ecosystem who want to be bad at business or whatever feel free to like hit me up to just do a quick 
SF Grifter check anytime, you know? Uh, yeah. SF Grifter, well, yeah. yeah. No, the real Grifters are the ones actually making all the money, you know, uh, and uh, getting all the attention. That's the sad thing, you yeah. know? Uh, I don't think you're the, you're a Grifter, actually. Uh, that's the, yeah, that's, that's no, the, that's, to yeah. contact him. Oh, oh, to contact. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Hit me up. Yeah, I can let you know. No, I'll he, give yeah, you the he can tell. Got, this guy if, is like. I told, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, if you want, like, if, yeah, if, if there's like, yeah, exactly. Like, you'll do the, you'll give the background, basically. In yeah, fact, Misha you will, should, you should give Misha some, like, Safstack column for this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Be like, this is, he'll, 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 yeah, he'll do the background check on your grifter, you know? Yeah, yeah, if he wants. Sounds like. You know, no one cares if they're authentic. But they don't but want yeah. it. They, they actually don't want. That's the whole point. Is when I when if you do the grifter check, they get, they get upset. upset at you because you're you're making them look bad. You know, because they gave this guy all this you know this giant platform. So it's like it's like and no one's you know it's like uh, yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a funny thing and you know so it's like that's the kind of you know that's the that's the politics completely divorced from the local reality right like I mean and the funny thing is he ran again you know. Um, um, you know, in this election cycle, oh, yeah. right in the midterms, he did. but he did so poorly. He didn't. He couldn't even beat the Republican People candidate the Republican. in the primary. Yeah. So he's just yeah. Yeah, he spent most just of like, his uh, time like flaming the DSA for turning on him yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Because he because the DSA turned on him yeah. basically and 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 yeah and so he's. And I'll say we did learn a lot from that experience. So you know. Uh, I was I was yeah. There's that's good. That's important. I think because that's important for you guys too. Because it's like you don't want to just get into these things. Yeah, we just were, because they sound good, right? Yeah, yeah, our credibility was dinged, and we recognized it. And yeah, we don't. Uh, we're we're kind of tighter with our endorsements for candidates after all that. <laughs> That's good. Well, at least it was you learned something from it. I don't think the uh, the other people involved in this in this in this in, this, in that debacle, you know, just. <laughs> Uh, learned anything at all, you know, um, at, l- at least on the media side, <laughs> from what I can tell. Um, all right, well, let me ask you this. Or let's just move on to just like, you know. Wait, let me yeah. just say yeah, one thing because we didn't even yeah. like, you didn't mention that Shahid is basically our neighbor. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, why not? Like, we're gossiping. And in fact, I don't know He's exactly where he lives, episode, but somewhere you know? maybe, uh-huh. lo- I would assume somewhere lower hate, maybe. He, li- he lives around here, yeah. He lives somewhere within a few blocks of us, yeah. And we keep seeing him in only on one occasion when he's out and about running. He's jogging, yeah. He's jogging. And he <laughs> he's like, even if I didn't know who the hell he was or his political, like this whole whatever history, I would know he's a douchebag. He's one of those guys <laughs> who like has the whole like running like jogger outfit do you know what i'm saying he has to have the right like undershorts plus like shorts plus leggings plus the right <laughs> color of this and that it's like a and his his body language is just screams like just sleazy fucking dipshit you know i don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah he has just... a man bun and there's something about like the, just the whole thing and um i don't know often either he's like stretching before his run we would run into him right on hate street yeah. as he's going to panhandle or park and i don't know like every time it's pretty I know how something stops me or Yash if we're together of like yelling something. I don't want to yell. I don't want him to know. I don't know if he knows how, how what like exactly what I look like, and I kind of like that because I like to, I like to covertly uh, observe you think him. He observe know him in how the neighborhood. You look like? I don't know. He doesn't seem to like. Maybe he just pretends like he, he doesn't you know doesn't recognize me or whatever. Um, but I, I'd like to keep it that way. I don't actually don't want to talk to him yeah. you know, personally. And like I'd I'd, ra- I'd rather just like observe, observe him in the you. wild, like some kind of ex- <laughs> like some kind of uh, like some kind of diseased animal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. That, but anyway, like that, yeah. that seat, uh, Pelosi. I mean, I think you know we've heard rumors of her retirement forever. But like, yeah, people are making moves like it's 
actually going to happen this next time. So like in two years, yeah, yeah. that'll be wild to see like uh, how Shaw had tries to. Who do you think? Who do you think would be the you know like uh, jockeying for that? I mean, who, who's the? So many people. I don't know. Like the only person I know for sure is like obviously gunning for it is the that Scott Weiner guy. Yeah, He's making all kinds of moves, but that would be you know the mod candidate or whatever. But like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know who from the left is thinking about it. I imagine Shahid's thinking about running again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to run against her until she dies. I mean, that's basically his plan. It, yeah. it just seems to me he's like betting on her dying in, you know, in the, at some point, right? Like in the middle of a campaign. And then like, he's just, he's sort of just like, I'm in there, baby. You know, <laughs> he's like a grave robber almost. It's pretty funny. <laughs> he's just waiting. <laughs> he's like the grave robbing candidate. It's fucking depressing. Um, yeah, no, it's funny. It's it's funny. That San Francisco is just a, like when I wrote that uh, Shahid piece, I would never had would had, never in my in my like you know my wildest imagination, you know, did I ever um, could I imagine that I would like come out of my house, look to the left, and see Shahid jogging by. You know, it just it just it was like it just it just it just it was I I I would have you know just but that's life for you, you know. Yeah, um. and you know, of course, like. Uh, not to be courty, but like, thank you for doing journalism and stuff. I mean, that that your article really was the beginning of like, you know, uh, the end of that, and it saved a lot of people's money and time. You know, oh, I, that it's out. funny, man. I it's I'm glad I'm glad that you know sometimes things like that just are randomly uh, work out. You know, um, it's just the, the funny thing is that I don't you know I, I I I rarely do journalism anymore. You know, and so it's like I, it was probably one of the last one of the last. You're just not inspired. I think yeah. you, if you if something like if there was a reason, and yeah. or, you would you would do it more, right? Speaking of which, you know, I, I've been thinking about like getting you know maybe getting my inspiration. You know, we can talk shop, maybe not on on the air here, but uh, I should do some more local journal, local San Francisco journalism. Let's you know, go. we should we should, we should, yeah. we should pair up because like you know you need a you need some good targets and a good fight. You know, you need like a fight. You know, um, and something to fight for. Um, Rather than just these, like the one, the, I, basically the, what I become, I, I've become very jaded in terms of because all these fights are all about these just bullshit national level fights that, like, you know, they're like they're they just don't noise. Matter, they don't really right? matter in the end. It's just about like, um, just you know, people getting their commentary out out there, and and so I I think you know if bringing things down to a local level, um, might actually you know be good for my good be good for my. Just general. Um, well, maybe you should run for mayor. <laughs> Let's go. I could do that, I guess. Yeah, it's the, but that's like in two years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that we, uh, yeah, now that Dean moved, that's the a, that's a, well, that's a, actually gives some time then, you know, to prepare. Yeah, and we have ranked <laughs> choice here, so you wouldn't be spoiling anything. You just be yourself. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I wouldn't. Yeah, I already know why it's going to be a smear campaign. They will find that I'm a Russian. <laughs> And uh, well, Gash is a well, Russian. Well, no, you can't because there's a lot and of Russian people whole... who live in the, in the city. You can't, you can't go against that. Like I'll repre- I that? represent the Russian community here. You know. Oh. You know, it's like uh, I mean, I don't know. What, what are they gonna? What are they gonna uh, smear us as like some kind of Putin? Yeah, Putin connection. They're yeah. gonna be red arrows. Oh. I'm gonna put a Ukrainian flag everywhere. You know, I don't <laughs> you care. Know. You know, put a Ukrainian flag. I'll tattoo a Ukrainian flag on, on my forehead. <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just, that to, will just to prevent help. that from happening. Yeah. I'm honest. I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated to see what like when Pelosi seats open, what SF voters, what they care about that kind of like, you know, foreign policy yeah, it's like, like, cause, cause, has not come up in local politics since the Iraq war, right. you know, 
and yeah it's, no it's crazy it's crazy and it's like and just you know and i because we lived you know we used to live in um los angeles and like our congressional district was um what's that other guy's name um oh, adam you know, schiff yeah schiff adam schiff i mean and it's like and the guy was just not even present you know it's like <laughs> he wasn't there. like it just these congressional seats are like they're on autopilot basically right in these democratic districts they're like no one even talks about them they're like they're like it's almost like some kind of there might not even, you know, like who needs, who, why even bother with elections? You know, they're just like, it's not, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, when, when did Pelosi last get elected? It's like, it was uh, 88. And God, man. So it's like, it'll be almost it, it you know, close to 40 years, basically. Famously nasty race too. She was running against um, Tom Amiano. who was like, I love that. Like the best progressive politician we ever had, Tom Amiano. And she was uh, yeah. famously sending mailers to Republicans to vote for her to stop him. Jesus, yeah, yeah. They like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, do, do you think, I mean, you know, because it's like she's she represents San Francisco, and, you know, San Francisco is actually kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, it hasn't, like, do you think actually some kind of, I don't know, like some kind of anti-empire, anti anti-war messaging, uh, messaging actually has any 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 power here anymore? Like, is that something that, something that people even think about in, I think in the city? That's an interesting question. I think... Uh, I'll tell you this, I think a campaign doing that could win for sure. Um, um, among other things, obviously, because like, yeah. Yeah, like, that wouldn't yeah. be the only message, but like, I mean, if the race, you know, with like the way elections work and if it's a split field and, you know, you make the runoff, like I could see a lane for that kind of like just genuinely, you know, uh, good old fashioned anti-war San Francisco candidate, you know. What about the fact that Yasha has this right surveillance valley book and is basically San Francisco local, not born but raised and there's this like basically he could be the face and he's the face it's not like a lie of this anti-tech uh, sentiment. <laughs> oh, you're bringing me back. Yeah, to the Google bus days. I mean, uh, I don't want to like say it like yeah. this. I feel like that like Not the, a, yeah. the left in SF got like it's you know being anti-tech it too often like I don't know tech workers thought we were talking shit about that like uh -huh. I think the SF left has gotten into a position where it thinks very clearly about like tech workers versus tech bosses you know yes yeah okay understood that makes sense well right. that makes sense because it's anti-tech is you don't actually mean yeah they I mean, just there's work, like right? you know, obviously some yeah you have to be dumb to you know be, yeah because it's not yeah I agree those 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 tech buses were you know, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird thing. It's like, I, I, I didn't really actually support that. That I mean, I, I, I understood the anger, you know, uh, yep. but it's also just like, cause I mean, just cause I know a bunch of people who, you know, like my brother works in tech, you know, a, a lot of my, my friends work in tech. In yeah, tech. Jenny's brother works <laughs> in tech. Like, yeah. I mean, and like there's yeah. people have different degrees of power, uh, from Frequently like very zero <laughs> right. to, you know, like, Almost zero, you know. Uh, <laughs> zero to zero point one. <laughs> and they can support, you know, right. the politics of those companies to, to varying degrees. Um, yeah. But generally, they're more progressive, um, you know, kind of centrist, I guess, progressives than evil kind of I don't know libertarians or something, you know. Um, in, in a lot of those in a lot of those situations. So. And, um, and like so yeah. SF left, we're always like, I, I think one thing San Francisco politics does a lot is like invents new culture wars constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And, and like that was one where we were kind of like we went down the road we saw some punishment we went back out but like 
you know, I feel like this election, there's a new one about like cars is a new culture yes. issue. You know, we had crime this that's year. That's actually, too. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's this like, I mean, for better, for worse, I think it goes both ways, right? We got awesome stuff like the LGBTQ movement, but like you can really start some culture wars in San Francisco. And I feel like those um, <laughs> often kind of explain local politics and like a lot of local politics is like navigating those. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. We can we can do it like the you know uh, campaign for mayor exploratory committee you know later on in a different. Uh, but but yeah no actually the the car stuff is kind of interesting because you know like so there's one thing that the last election um, did there was a big campaign here so during the pandemic um, the city voted right to close um, you know like sort of half of Golden Gate Park the it's called the JFK Drive or now called the JFK Promenade. Um, like uh, permanently close it to to automobiles, right? So whereas before it was open as essentially as like a commuter uh, artery, you know, in this, in, in like through you know in, through the park, and then only closed on the weekends, right? And so, there, if correct me if I'm, any of what I'm saying is wrong because I wasn't here for for, for 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 this bit, but like so the city the city's supervisors uh, voted to you know basically permanently close it to uh, car traffic, right? Yeah, yeah. The supervisors implemented no cars on on JFK Drive, and then uh, which is a, a, a huge deal, which is like a, a massive deal because, for I mean, I remember forever like th- that part of the park was like basically how you get to from like the outer Richmond basically uh, to you know to I don't know to the, like the inner inner city of San Francisco, right? It's like one of the one of the one of the arteries that you, you take, you know, like if uh, one of the streets that you take. And so closing it basically closed off this major artery for I'm talking about from the point of view of drivers, right? That are used to using it. And then from the point of view of pedestrians and just people who use the park, it was like an, an incredible thing because suddenly you could you could like don't have to be afraid of getting hit by a car while hanging out in the park, which is like a big, huge thing. Um and it set off this big fight, though, right? Um, big political fight in San Francisco, probably like the uh, one of the one of the major, like one of the major, like political battles uh, in San Francisco that was been raging for the last year. Or I so. got a sense I shared with you. I voted yes on Jay, like to close it forever. But I got a sense even like from seeing like I was biking around Dubose, and it was very actively people were like um, with um, how you call it, almost like campaigning. For this, like yes, on Jay to to close the park to cars or remain for that to remain closed, and I got a feeling generally that um, uh, this one won also because like rich people wanted to be closed instead <laughs> of like um, sure it's like a people's decision, but actually rich people living in, like Victorian houses want to <laughs> walk around there. I see them there all the time, and uh, they sort of. You know, <laughs> so basically there's a geographic split, like and like yes. an economic split, right? Because there's like split, so there's like the anti-car say. kind of people who are you know more you know want to close you know restrict car use in San Francisco. There's like a coalition between them and like uh, I don't know. I guess like you know people with resources and people with money that don't never really use the the park as a transit point. As as a, as a transit way to, to anywhere, so people, so they would people basically who didn't live who who don't live in the sunset. We're gonna get pretty local here. We don't live in the sunset <laughs> district and don't live in the in, in like the outer sunset or the outer Richmond, you know? Because I think the outer Richmond and the outer sunset are like really against this measure. Yeah, you know? yeah, that because was they, the geographic uh, breakdown. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's a, I'd say there yeah, was an like, there was an intra bourgeois split. You know, I think like yes. the old money, like one of the 
the big backers to like uh you know keep the park open measure was okay. uh, this uh dd wisely lady who's like a you know forever republican donor um like real old school like you know uh type and so like the super old money wanted the cars there you know the newer you know younger money was big on uh banning the cars there well i i would explain it maybe because she personally wants to drive there Precisely. she's old and she wants to park there she wants to park and go to d young basically is what it is yeah. right? i think it's literally for yes, yeah. her and like her <laughs> friends <laughs> no and i know that like the outer sunset and the outer district which are like the you know extreme kind of western uh portions of san francisco for people who don't uh like no you know like like growing up here before even the park was ever like really closed uh you know like the golden gate park was basically one of the main roads that you take to get to the city you know the center of the city Uh, and so like people have been driving you know through the park you know gunning through the park basically like you know for decades right like their entire life that they know you know and so like for them for for them to have to be closed is like is like an affront to everything that they know and hold dear you know and so and so and they they just see people all these people kind of like having fun and you know biking around and and <laughs> whatever and they and they just fucking hate them you know with a passion and um and so yeah but it's interesting when what you said into bourgeois with me yes. like cuz i feel like okay i was voting yes and we live in a rental apartment so they're but close to the park so they're they're those voters too in, in theory you would have been an archist to vote for uh, to for to vote to open it yes i realized that to get to your parents yeah because my parents live in the outer richmond district <laughs> And so, oh uh, no! Wait, did I? I have false consciousness. Yes, you I voted against your fucking interests, your material interests. Yeah, triangle people. Yes, <laughs> he's you're an idealist. You know, yeah. Like a classic American voter. Excellent. Because <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, which is you know, which is, it, would, it would have been an interest to do it because we would have. It actually would have been easier to drive from where we are now to there. Otherwise, we have to do this roundabout, really annoying way of getting there and getting being like in traffic most, you know, half the time. So uh, wait, Yash, if you're that smart, why are you? Well, because I actually think, yeah, because I because I I have a certain um, ideals that I adhere to, and I hate, and I generally hate cars, and so anything okay. to restrict car use, even if it makes me a little bit. Um, kind of increases the pain for me I'm actually in, totally in favor for I mean I just cars are like just ruin this ruin any 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 place that they that they're allowed basically it's like they just should ban cars you know permanently from every from every from everywhere and it'll be anyway yeah. but that's our local fight and yeah <laughs> well but it was an interesting fight I don't, I don't even know I don't know if you have anything to say about that because like I don't know were you involved at all in in the um in 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 some in the campaigns to 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 um so I mean so I we didn't finish so there was so because it was so unpopular with it with a particular you know powerful group of powerful you know a couple of powerful people basically in san francisco they you know they paid all this money to put um this proposition on the ballot in this election to cancel uh to basically uh, yeah to cancel the vote and to cancel the decision to close the park uh to cars right and and so and they lost and so there was and then there was so and that prompted you know supporters of the of the of, of the ban on cars to put their own proposition that would reaffirm <laughs> Like the closure, right? Yeah. And so there were these dueling propositions that were extremely, they were kind of, they're actually very, uh, kind of confusing, actually. Um, and so, and ultimately the the pro-car people lost and the anti-car people won the day. Were you involved at all in the in the, in the the fight? No, I mean, that one was like, uh, I, I, you know, I voted for Jay. I voted to keep the cars off the road because it was like so important to a bunch of people. I mean, I it's know. obvious. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we're going to meet climate goals if, like we don't take opportunities like that but like 
uh, you know, I, I did notice a lot of like an interesting wrinkle in it was, you know, there was, um, you know, uh, some like, like communities in like, you know, the Southeast of the city, you know, like neighborhoods like the Excelsior Bayview, where it's like homeowners, but also, you know, like working class people of color mm-hmm. must are left in San Francisco, you know, they wanted to drive to the park. Uh, and, yeah. but then that campaign, uh, you know, against, uh, banning the cars really seized on that and like did some good messaging around it. But I, I do think, you know, we're going to, I'm waiting until we get the election maps. I think we're going to see some interesting, weird, uh, candidate votes based on that, you know, cause, uh, like you got that, a uh, supervisor race out on the West side, you know, obviously this was a big issue and it like, maybe the progressive guy ended up losing because of, uh, his anti-car position. Because he supported, he he voted to um, close the close the park to cars. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow. So that'd be like that was like a single issue kind of vote. You think it just it like, could have affected it? Wow, he's a martyr. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It's funny. His name is Gordon Marr. So well, I hope he pulls oh. it off. So, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Someone should have told him. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting because yeah, because I think especially in the out in like the the sun the outer sunset, you know, the sunset in the Richmond districts. I mean, I don't. Like, especially with all the other streets that were closed, you know, because of the pandemic and the the, the, the sort of the slow streets that, like, they they feel really constrained in like where they can drive their cars yeah. because you know, like, whatever, like a tenth of the of, of, of the roads in the city have been closed, maybe you know, to to because because it, it is kind of hard to get out of those neighborhoods, I guess, in their minds. Um, Total. And so. And these like random yeah. culture wars, the you know the whatever establishment, everyone's really good at generating. Like, yeah, they create odd you know single issue voters who vote against their whatever demographic profile would usually tell you you know it's yeah just, yeah yeah no it makes sense yeah chaos out here yeah no it makes sense but you know the problem with them out there is that they are also like because it's sort of the outer the sunset in the, in the richmond district and especially the outer portions of it they're like they're essentially Look, i'm sorry for people who are not local like public transportation is great in san francisco so I multiple times took like and whatever like certain trams to yeah. get to Outer Sunset or from Outer Sunset or Outer Richmond. So I mean, it's actually they're not they can't reach that park. Well, I mean, some of the I mean, it's I don't know like because there's there those neighborhoods are so big that they, well, like, Excelsior yeah. I think maybe a bit harder speaking yeah language, but anyway yeah I mean there's there there is like some yeah I mean I don't know and there most people there you know they drive a lot and. Uh, but like the problem with them is that they are they're also like kind of the suburbs, so they have like the lowest you know pretty low density of of, of voters, right? Compared to some of the other uh, other districts, yeah, other other districts there. So like they they're 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 even though they have like these huge areas uh, that they occupy, like they their votes don't count as much, I guess, too, you know, um, in like the citywide election. They right? don't matter. <laughs> For, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what do you think? You want to add anything else? Not really. I guess I I would like to have Michonne on again. Maybe yeah, we gotta have you on more regularly because it's like Hell we're only yeah. just I don't know. We're like breaching only I don't know like the su- superficial stuff here. Um, I feel like I got I got some thoughts for you too on if you're looking to do some journalism. You know, <laughs> I'll follow yeah, up. Yeah, you got some lines. you got some victims. You got some potential victims. I that got you, some that stories you... that I think you know um, <laughs> may seem too big or spicy for locals to like you know local journalists to to risk proper dig it into so yeah so you you want you need an attack dog basically if you die, yeah, man. <laughs> you're not tripping about your relationship I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I mean yeah that would help. i don't really care man <laughs> you don't I'll have burn a relationship it down, yeah. with city hall 
As long as you know, as long as yeah, as long as yeah, for sure, I would love to actually. Let's let let's let's talk and maybe we actually it'd be fun to do because I mean, look, I, I don't know, I'm kind of I'm getting. I don't know. I've been, you know, between like, I don't know, just uh, between the move over here and between having like basically being constantly sleep deprived because of our daughter. And uh, like, I've been, I'm only slowly starting to kind of get my head around and like the history of San Francisco again and like the politics of this place, you know, kind of starting from the ground level and building up some kind of scaffolding that I can, you know, draw some inspiration from. Um, and I definitely love to go after some scumbags in, in the city, you know? Because I feel like, I mean, that's it's something that we sh- may, might want to talk about later. Maybe that we can end on this is that like, I'm just shocked by how non-existent journalism is in the city. It's just, it, it just doesn't even exist. It's like, I mean, there are some outlets, some local outlets that are doing, you know, pretty decent stuff, but it's like so sparse, you know, there's so few of them, you know, there, there's like, it's kind of shocking, yeah. you know, it's like you just... It's, Look, it's, no one wants it. People it's want worse entertainment. Than LA. Like I thought, LA was a desert. You know, it's and it, this place is even worse. God, you remember it's how like, good it used to be too? Like in the '90s, we had like dueling alt newspapers yeah. that would come out every like paper papers that I know you had like yeah yeah dueling alt the alt you know alt weeklies and you had like two major newspapers. Um, yeah, it was like it was a wash with stuff, and it's just it's a desert. And I and I went back and like looked at some of the. Um, um, reporting that um, you know the Bay Guardian, right? Yeah. Like th- that it used to exist. God, man, some of the stuff that they did, some of the investigations that they did World were class. amazing. You know, especially yeah. like, yeah, like uh, I, I was doing, I was looking at some stuff about water and the, you know, and, and the fact that how you know how PG and E basically, you know, engineered, you know, like this whole, you know, the basically basically forced its monopoly onto the city. Um, you know, if, when the city has to pay, you know, to get its own electricity that it generates at Hetch Hetchy Reservoir, right, to deliver to the city, it has to pay this monopoly to for the you know for the delivery fees. Yep. And and there was this whole like engineered, basically scam to like to prevent the city from building out its own energy grid. And it's just like the the level of journalism that existed in that article it was just like I, I I mean it was like it's almost hard to believe that it that that that. That kind of stuff was done. It's like we're in, we live in such debased times in terms of um, like local journalism. It's 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 sometimes it's it's I don't know. Like it's easy for to forget how it used to be. Yeah. Um, and I do want to shout out. You know, we still got we got um, two fellow. We got Tim Redman, Joe Eskenazi, who are kind of from that lineage, and they're still grinding yes. at like nonprofit online outlets. You know, so it doesn't have the same like presence in people's lives, but. They're still doing that kind of reporting. Yeah, so it's Forty Eight Hills, right? Yeah, uh, and, Hills um, and, Mission and Mission Local. Local. Yeah, and Tim Redmond, if I'm not mistaken, he was an editor uh, at the uh, Bay Guardian, right? Exactly. Like, so he was. Yeah. So he actually, you know, he kind of set up his own shop, um, a small kind of newspaper outlet on the internet when the Bay Guardian closed. And um, yeah, and I'll say this: I just want to shout this out to the left, as Gerald. Like, as as bleak as the media landscape is, like individual journalists at like you know, corporate outlets, in my experience, like, randomly can be pretty good. Like, you can get good story. Like, I don't know, don't hesitate. Like, don't reach out to the, you know, the the big players. But like, mm-hmm. like, there's randomly the workforce is just so I don't know, it's so like, so diverse, so broke that like, they tend to be like, there's good journalists at like the Chronicle. Or whatever. Sympathetic and, and, and caring. Give it yeah. a shot. You, if you're going to yeah. try to do counter hegemony, don't just give up at like you know the <laughs> gates of the corporate whatever there might be some good people in there 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's no, and there's some there's some yeah there's some good journalism that comes out uh, that's that's done here, but it's just it's I, I mean almost just in terms of the coverage and the 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 um yeah like uh yeah just it's 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 a meager it's a, it's it's a, in a, 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 a very meager compared to what it used to be yeah and it's know? wild because there's so much juicy crazy stuff that happens here you know like <laughs> just so many no it's a very yeah yeah scandals to be told yeah all right well maybe maybe you know, this will lead to something interesting <laughs> well i'm fired amen up. amen all right, thanks for thanks for coming on. We'll get we'll have you on uh, soon sooner than sooner than later because I think we got to have we got you know we got to have like a local we got to do have a like a, an ongoing local uh, episode like you know once a month or something because it's just because it's because actually it's important that we should do that because like I don't know it just again this will probably at least encourage you to be more locally yeah. engaged. Yeah, no, it's it's true. All right, yeah, and let's hang out soon. Yeah, right? let's do it. Yeah, let's. let's All right, so thanks for coming on. Thank you. Anytime. Later, comrades. American boy, American joy, American